0: I guess is Rudy with Digital Taxonomy. digitaltaxonomy.co.uk is the name of their website. I hope that you'll check them out. It's a really interesting combination of AI and human judgment to transform unstructured text into actionable insights. I was I was impressed with their framework for how to derive and pull out uh, high quality in that in that uh, really kind of becoming a crowded space. I hope you'll check it out. So my guest today is Rudy with Digital Taxonomy. Tell us a little bit about Digital Taxonomy. taxonomy. So we
1: are a uh, software provider. Uh, we have two products in our portfolio. We, we focus on verbatim coding within the survey research context. Uh, and that includes traditional verbatim coding where humans are employed, but uh, our application tries to make best use of both a natural language processing, text analytics, sentiment analysis, as well as a machine learning uh, capability to try to automate the things humans do. We don't want to replace humans. We just think it's you know we can optimize their performance by making best use of these tools that have been around for a while and uh, trying to work that into a human interface. And that's the real struggle. So talk to me a little bit about
0: how you guys are different. There's a
1: couple of different
0: text analytics companies out there in the market a research couple? space. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and all the freebies and all the things right yeah so, and then you have
0: aws and yeah you, know yeah. I mean, and you can go out scale. and
1: and mm-hmm. and you can write things in r and you can do a lot of things on your own but if you're going to create a interface that humans are going to interplay with those things and control them those different technologies that's a bit harder uh the human interface is really the most important piece because you have to have ways for a, a, you know a lot of people in an organization to use the software, not just specialists. A lot of this stuff, you know, there's a room full of three or four specialists that are in charge of text analytics, machine learning, and they go off and, and do their thing. We're trying to create an application that can be used by analysts, by coders, by DP staff, by end customers, everyone. What is one of your favorite projects
0: that you guys have worked on?
1: Oh, I've done a bunch of work. I'm kind of a London file and I've done a bunch of work on London hotels and restaurants. Massive numbers of reviews. So I've, I've, I've come to know the restaurant and hotel industry quite well in London, which is very helpful. Many of these are the very posh places, but I've, uh, using the text analytics and a combination of a little bit of human assistance built basically my own Yelp for London, oh, that's for, interesting. for hotels and restaurants, yeah, you pick sort of the things that are important to you and the ratings of the restaurants, and I can show you selections in that category.
0: So from a workflow perspective, uh, how do companies interact with you do they they provide you their um, unstructured data in like a file or are you usually part of a like quantitative study? Um, how does it
1: Yeah, so right now we license the software. So an agency will license the software from us. Uh, The data can come in from any form, and we have an open API as well. So if it's a consistent uh, method for transporting data from tools like Decipher, uh, ASCIA, from SurveyMonkey, anywhere, we can set up an automated process so that just flows, you know, in the evening we also have the ability to code in surveys so we can analyze an open-end as soon as it's entered in a survey and provide results directly back to the survey so most of that's automated but there's definitely a file drag and drop as well it's very simple Um, and so then the the agency or the client will go ahead and use any of the tools code the verbatims and then provide data for whatever is next tables reporting more classically today it's visualizations which is another really fun front for us.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. Have yeah. you guys heard of a company called MTab?
1: Yeah, it's just uh, MTab's a, a wonderful package, and I've spoken to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting to see these uh, tabulation tools coming to the fore again. You know, tabulation is kind of a, the dirty secret of market research. It's it's how the data initially gets represented before it becomes the beautiful dashboard. And uh, yeah, they have quite a good product.
0: Yeah, they really do. It seems like there would be an, an interesting partnership opportunity in and that, that kind of a... Yeah, um, and we're
1: open to that, absolutely. Yeah. You know, with the API, for instance, you could plug our text analytics directly into a table. And so, I don't know, you click on a cell and here are the sentiment results for the people in that cell based on some open end. Could be done.
0: Yeah, it's super interesting. Well, if you'd like that connection, send me a, drop me a note and we'll uh, I'll sure. connect you to the CEO. Absolutely. Um so we are live obviously at the floor on the floor of MRMW in Cincinnati day 2. What are you thinking about the, you guys are exhibiting, what do you think about the conference so far? It's a
1: good conference, you know, it's a very high-tech conference. Most of the people here, the, the phrase preaching to the choir keeps hitting me because it's going to be difficult. And I, I speak later today. I've altered my presentation based on day one. There's some some points that are just moot for this audience. It's, it's a given. And so I'd rather skip past that and try to talk about where we're thinking of going in the future. But, you know, it's a great conference, a lot of very smart people, a lot of great corporate involvement. Uh, I am a Cincinnati and I'm very proud of the market research industry in Cincinnati. We have a few companies here that, you know, really impact the industry. Procter & Gamble, Burke Market Research, Market Vision, Directions, Kroger is here, Federated's here, uh, you know, for and, and the old Jurgens company, which is now Cow Research. So we have a, a really long tradition in the city of consumer products. A lot of soap, a lot of candles, yeah, a lot of shampoo.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Procter & Gamble.
1: Yeah, and food with Kroger.
0: Yeah, Kroger, that's right. Absolutely yeah, right. I mean, yeah. massive
1: brands. They're huge, you know. <laughs> and now with uh, Kroger's brought 8451 here, the Dunhumby uh, component. So uh, market research in this city is, is quite vibrant.
0: So your talk today, uh, you're going to be looking, obviously, as you said, more in the future, that's super interesting from a especially in context of a text analytics, which I think is one of the like right now technologies, you know? So yeah. sometimes you can be too early and sometimes you can be too late. Text analytics feels like it is the Goldilocks of the industry over the next probably three to five years i think video analytics are obviously trending as well yeah but um i see this as really the precursor of um you know video analytics hitting scale because obviously you have to have that technology dialed in and whoever winds up being the standard in that in this text analytics space is going to have a Big impact, I think, ultimately on the adoption of video analytics and how that content is, con- or those those uh, that data is consumed. Yeah, I agree. So, um, give us a little bit of highlight. What are you? What's your? What are you thinking?
1: Well, so, you know, as we said, text analytics has become quite common. There are a lot of applications, and it's difficult to separate yourself just there. What we're thinking is, in this industry, there are a lot of agencies. There are a lot of little studies. Our samples are small. Uh, And we don't play together very well. Agencies don't talk, they don't share, even though many of us in this room have worked for multiple agencies who now compete. So we're thinking if we could take a kinder, gentler approach where we could design a place where people could safely and securely pool their results based on text analytics or more traditional machine learning, and make that available as sort of a consortium to the industry. So how many code frames do we need on hotels and restaurants and soap and shampoo? There's, there are probably hundreds because each agency has their own and yet they're collecting the same data. They're reporting it in the same way. If we could pull together the text so that you might be able to go to a library somewhere and just pull it down, at least the core concepts in that category and start, with a history of coded information, again, securely protected, and you know we could maybe move this needle forward a little faster, and it wouldn't matter which text analytics tool you use or which machine learning tool, that's gonna to change. I mean, they're really sort of the new in the last five years. It's actually very old technology. I've been doing this for 20 years, but in the last five years, a lot of big players have gotten involved, so it's gonna get better. But I think philosophically, if we were to work better along those lines, I think that would push the needle forward faster than worrying about the actual bits and bytes of the technology.
0: This is a cool point that you're making, and I actually see this at a, at a quantitative level, too. So like it, so at, a, at a micro level, this is what happens inside of a survey. Uh, I recruit a panelist. The panelist already know the panel knows that it's a female. The female comes into my survey. And lo and behold, what's the first question? What's your gender? Right? And so, like, all the sophistication that we've built out over the last 20 years with online data collection has really netted out to a lot of the same bad behaviors and redundant yeah. behaviors that had to exist. But actually, I'll tell you this. We were better off doing in-mall intercepts because then I could sight screen yeah. five questions. Right? Like, and, and, and I didn't have to ask you those questions. And, but now we've like regressed into this, like, these protective shells, yeah. and I think it's absolutely ridiculous in the pain that we're causing at the, at the panelist level. And what's interesting is like, you've got Lucid and others who have been you know, great at aggregating panels and getting them into uh, uh, plat- survey platforms, but um, one of their big problems is every panel company has a different definition of age. So, yeah. right. I mean, as an example, yeah. and so you don't have a clear path, a, an API, right? As a, str- a triple S structure or right. JSON or XML or whatever it, that clearly defines, you know, what that category needs to look like, right. um, or the categorization needs to look like so that you can then skip those or auto-populate those questions. And whoever cracks that nut, by the way, um, like it is the gold ring, I really believe this, and this is why, because then you can start taking things like um, unstructured social data, right, structure it, and then feed that into the survey systems too. Be- right, Absolutely. so it really becomes a, pow- what you're talking about is it becomes a very powerful, I mean, it's the tail that wags the dog in the industry and yeah. solves a lot of problems uh, at a lot of levels inside of the workflows.
1: I, I agree. and in- Take that, you know, age is great. Age is just a number, by the way, Jamin. Well said, sir. (laughs) I'm knocking on 50, so I feel you. I got you beat. (laughs) Um, So, but think about that in the context of open ends. So if I'm going to ask you, you know, what do you like about your cell phone? What do you like about your car? You're going to say similar things to what everyone says. And so why wouldn't I map the core driving competencies within that field so that I can sort of Automatically categorize you maybe by age and by which of those competencies you mentioned, and structure the survey. I change the survey that I ask you based on that. If I know that what you like most about your cell phone is its size, then I can go different directions. Um, and so that's trickier because that's unstructured. But that's what we're saying. If we were to pool together the number of times someone asks the question, What do you like about your cell phone? and come up with those driving categories, and people could start from there it might be much more proactive. Oh, be- You could certainly code it whenever you want it. you know. And that's what we say is you have to have a human interface to the system. But I think we could push forward more quickly if we would all play together. You're
0: right about the, the collaboration needs to exist. My guest today has been Rudy Bublitz, Digital Taxonomy. Rudy, if somebody wants to get in contact with you, how would they do that?
1: Well, I would say that email is best, rudy at digitaltaxonomy.co.uk. Yes, we have a London base. It's a long thing. Uh, Or just call me, 513-307-4925, day or night. And we'll, of course,
0: leave that information in the show notes. Rudy, thanks for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks, Jamie.